You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. All of these different modalities can be so powerfully healing. And what I like about them is we're healing ourselves. It's not like someone else is doing it for us. So even though we're not explicitly told that we don't have access to healing, what happens when we don't feel as though we do? And we also don't know what modalities will work for us or what's even out there. All of this and more we'll talk about today. Welcome to Pause on the Play, where it's amazing to see you as we challenge you to reconsider your normal and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. I remember growing up and I like I grew up a little more religious, not a lot, but you know, kind of the holidays and baptisms type of thing. But definitely was given kind of a, you know, traditional Christian upbringing and therapy as a a black family was not something that we were told that we had access to. Um we didn't tell each other that we had access to it. And it was something that was actually stigmatized to do it. It's like, you know, you need to be strong enough to deal with it. And as I've gotten older, I know that that's all crap. And I also know that I have to choose what works for me. And what I have access to was only limited by the amount of time and effort and energy I want to put into researching things as well as like reintroducing myself to having access to it as a choice, like knowing, hey, I can try this. I can experience this. I don't have to love it. I can try it and see if I do though. And so I think it's really important to have a conversation around what are some of the things that within the black and brown communities we don't talk about as possible support systems within our own healing and what it looks like to be able to address our healing for ourselves, but what it looks like to have other people support us and help with facilitation of our healing. So I'm really excited to have an amazing guest, Cynthia Davidson, with me today. And so without further ado, let's listen in. So often for people of color, we don't feel like we have the same access to healing. A lot of us, especially using myself as an example, as a Black woman, I was not raised thinking that things like therapy were something that I could do. It wasn't something I had access to. It wasn't something that you did unless something was wrong with you. Now, being able to form my own opinions now as an adult, having experienced some of these things and also seeing how they benefit others as well as myself, 
I don't feel that way at this point. However, I also know that therapy happens to be an example of a modality that isn't always for everyone. And for those of us that may or may not realize that sometimes there's generational trauma that gets passed down, we have to sometimes figure out what else we have access to and what feels like it's the most beneficial for us at that point in our lives on our healing journey and how we can be better. And so I really want to have this discussion today about how, you know, spirituality and wellness can really play a part in healing and what are some of the tools that uh, people of color have access to that don't necessarily fall into the realm of like, this is what we all do. So in order to do that, I felt like it was important to bring in somebody that can talk about it actually being a practitioner. So I'm excited to introduce you to Cynthia Davidson. Cynthia is the founder of Intuitive Essentials, a small Black woman-owned business, providing empowering tools to help you heal your mind, body, and spirit while living with more flow and ease. Cynthia is a certified emotion code practitioner, human design pathfinder, and intuitive guide. One of the techniques Cynthia specializes in is the decoding and release of trapped emotions to clear vital energetic real estate in support of your health and wellness journey. I have had the distinct pleasure of receiving services with her. So I must say, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> being in her energy and receiving that from her. And I'm very excited to have her here today. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you for joining me. And thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely my pleasure. So I would love to have you begin by telling everyone a little bit about you that isn't your bio. You are a whole human and I have like been energetically attracted to you since I first came in contact. I was like, wait, she is, wait, wait, I need to know this person. <laughs> and so I would love for you to give everyone a glimpse into kind of what definitely drew me to you as a human. Oh, absolutely. So I, I'll give you a little bit of my backstory and that will help you know how I got to where I am now. About nine, 10 years ago, I woke up literally in the middle of the night. I was in a prior marriage. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. Um, I was overweight. I was depressed. And my our paths, me and my ex, were just diverging. So I decided I needed to leave. And uh, it was a huge decision because I didn't even have my own bank account at that time. Um, yeah, all of that. I didn't wasn't allowed to have friends. I wasn't allowed to visit my family. So I knew I needed to do some healing on myself. But as you mentioned, I didn't have any role models or any resources that um, have been introduced to me to know what to do. So I was fortunate enough to hook up with a uh, personal trainer at a gym where I lived. And she kind of helped me through a lot. Um, I got a little crazy for a minute, did a bunch of marathons and half marathons. And that helped with the physical healing a bit. But I was missing the spiritual part of it. I was missing this other piece. So I started searching and eventually I started uh, finding these different modalities that I never, ever knew existed. So like you said, talk therapy, tried that, didn't really work very well for me, um, got rid of some of the tr trauma that I had going on, but I needed something a little bit deeper. So I started taking a look at things like crystals for healing and um, the emotion code, once I stumbled across that game changer, um, we'll talk a little bit more about what that is. And then the other modality that's really helped me, it's human design. 
And that's one where it's a blueprint. It's a, a user's manual for you down to your core, your DNA. And it can just help you on your path, help guide you and show you other modalities that might help you out a little bit. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that the importance in which you said is that you gave people a reminder that those moments that sometimes we have when we feel like we're the only ones going through it, that they might see themselves and like, I've been there or I've experienced that. And I think sometimes when we go through things, we're like, nobody else is going through this. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to literally, you know, put one foot in front of the other, even if I have to literally pick my foot up and do it because I can't move myself in this moment. Like I can't scoop my butt across this foot, whatever it is that I need to do to figure out how to just not be still. And I think so many pieces of, you know, kind of where you were and some of those feelings that you went through. And the reality is, is we kind of will have that moment sometimes and we don't expect it. It can kind of feel like it comes out of nowhere of like, okay, all right, no, this has been building and I just can't anymore. I, I can't. And to be able to understand that you do have access to options is the thing that I want more people to know because we are just kind of stumbling around in the dark a little bit. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know, um, you know, what's out there. Because like you said, it was kind of trial and error, but yeah. that I, I think there's a lot of great discoveries in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you do just need to try things in order to figure out what resonates with you most. Um, because it, the same things aren't going to be the, the right things for everyone. Um, and you will ebb and flow in your journey. Uh, right. What I used to do that worked for me doesn't work for me anymore. So um, I might loop back around at some point. But yeah, you just got to keep trying different different modalities and be open to that. I think sometimes we kind of shut ourselves down and say, um, no, like you said, um, I, I don't need that. I shouldn't need that. I need to be strong. Um, I, I shouldn't show any weakness, but that's not what this is. This is all about healing ourselves and finding that modality that resonates. I'm so glad you said that because I think often there can be this um, conflating of needing help with weakness, and it's not true. Wanting to heal, wanting to be better, and wanting help is actually, at least in my opinion, it's a sign of strength. It means I know that I need more than what I have inside of me at this moment and that I don't know all things and I want the help of others. And, you know, and that could be people, that could be modalities, it could be items, whatever the thing is that you feel like you need at that moment in order to support me in, in what I'm trying to do. And I think for a lot of a lot of people, and I'll use myself as an example, as a lot of Black women, me included, it can be very challenging to acknowledge that in this moment, I need help. I may not know what this thing is, but I'm willing to try and figure this out. But I, have, I, I don't know what this is because I have not had people around me and I don't know what it's safe for me to do. Right, right. Um, yeah, and I'd say we sometimes just have to... Uh, chase that fear, dive into that fear, and just give it a try. What can it hurt, you know? Uh, if you try it once and you don't like it, it doesn't work for you, then you move on to something else. Agreed. So 
I know the things that I've experienced with you um, was human design, which was something that I knew before, but I definitely had a different experience with you and just learning. And this is the beauty, I think, of having different practitioners, even within the same modality. They are going to process the way that they process. And I got additional insight that I found really helpful. And the same with emotion, um, emotion decode. That was something that I had not experienced. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. And I, I think that being able to experience always, you know, gives a different bit of insight into, you know, what this thing could be and what it can do and what's possible. But what, one of the things that I'm really interested in hearing from you is you experienced it for you. But what was it that led you to want to do this for others? Because I feel like that's a completely different thing. And yes, it is. It is. Um, and for me, it, it was so eye-opening. I learned so much about myself going down the rabbit hole of human design, for example. And I just said, I have to share this. I just felt this, this urge that I had to share this with other people because I didn't think many people of color knew about it. And actually, I know <laughs> they don't know about it. <laughs> No. And and I wanted to bring it to them and uh, bring it to us in our community. And I I wanted to do it in a different way, though, an accessible way, because there are a lot of practitioners that go letter of the law and it's can be really textbook and scientific and it doesn't really resonate. It, w- it hit me flat with some of those folks. I tried a lot of different folks. Um, but so I wanted to find a way where it could be practical that you could use it in the moment, that uh, it, it was immediately actionable, whatever I was sharing with you. And so that's the way that I approach it. And I found that that has really resonated well with folks. Yeah, I, I'll say for me, I've when I first learned about it, first of all, I was just like, the who? The what? I was like, what is this? <laughs> and so I was just like, I don't know what this is. And India and I definitely went down the rabbit hole. It was like, oh, Let's let's kind of, you know, learn more about this. And for some reason, this felt different because it didn't feel like you are this person and this person only. You are only in this box. This felt a little more like, you know, here are these things. This might apply to you. Take the context and, you know, kind of leave what doesn't feel like it's you. But a lot of it did feel like for us it was applicable and it was accurate, but none of it felt like you are this with such force. And maybe I will acknowledge part of that could have been that at that particular point in our journey, you know, separate and together, we wanted context and not a full like roadmap with all the stops and all the accoutrement. It was like, just give me a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And we found that human design was something that really it it really stuck with us. But again, we we when we first got it and we first went down that rabbit hole, we were not seeing people that look like us doing anything with it. And that I think was definitely the thing for us where it was like this cannot be that we are the only people that are black that have any interest in this. And so if there is anybody listening that isn't familiar with with what it is. I do want to pause for a second and let you kind of give them um, the way that you would describe what human design is. Absolutely. So human design is um, a format to take a look into your core 
your deepest depths. It helps to explain your unconscious mind, so your soul, and also some of the things that are more conscious, your personality that the world sees. And there are all of these different aspects and facets of it. But I like to stay at the higher levels, at least in the beginning when I'm helping people through and learning a little bit more about their design, because we're all unique in our design. And so I like to start out with a person's energetic type. And that just says, this is how you are meant to show up in the world, which can help you on the daily figure out, well, what do I want to do first and second and third throughout my day? And then if I do all these things in a certain way, then I'll be so much better off versus me being on the struggle bus every single day and not knowing how I should approach this. So I wanted to give people a different perspective and focus on those things that they can actually do something about every single day, at least try. And I do look at it at, at it as an experiment. So right. if you try one thing and it doesn't work, then there are so many other things within this modality that you can try something else very easily. I love that. And I agree. And I think one of the things that I found was very beneficial to me when it came to human design was that it helped to give insight into how I processed myself and how the world around me processed me. And being able to kind of separate that for me was very helpful because so often it's just, oh, you are. And there wasn't this separation of, well, how do I feel about myself? And what do I know about me versus other people? Oh, well, you are this. I really believe that you are this kind of person. And being able to, as a Black woman, separate who I know me to be, especially knowing that I'm always evolving, but then to allow there to be a differentiator there of how other people are processing me, how they need me to be for them, what it is that they are kind of seeing or thinking or feeling in reference to who and how I am, that differentiator to me was huge because too often we're told who we are by other people and not given the space to figure it out for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Way too often does that happen. And so this definitely gives us some insight into ourselves that can help us see both sides. Agreed. Agreed. So being that we've given a little bit of that insight there, I'm curious how you have seen um, this type of modality support people that are Black and Brown uh, when it comes to their healing. Oh, yes. So more and more um, people of color have been willing to try. And I've made an active, active effort to reach out to our community and say, hey, um, just give this a try. And I do little mini readings so that they don't feel like they're losing out on anything. They don't have to pay me right away, but I just give them a little taste of what's going on. And then I just see their eyes light up. And what I've seen most is that they're like, it gives them permission to be who they are. And that has what has kept me going and been wanting to, uh, share more and more and more and wider with our community. So I just, I can see it in their eyes when they light up and they're like, oh, oh, I never thought about it this way. Or, oh, that explains all that generational trauma that I had going on. So it's been very beneficial to help them understand themselves much better. 
I think <laughs> it's it's interesting because like when you have that moment and like that light bulb goes off, you're like, oh, that thing, that's what that is. That's that thing I couldn't explain that I couldn't quite put my finger on for myself what was going on. I Yeah, that's a huge thing. And with that, um, I'd love for you to be able to also share a little bit about of what uh, emotional code is, too. Um, yes. So when I found out about this last year, I just game changer. What the emotion code is, it is a way for us to release trapped emotions. We Everything's energy. Emotions are energy, too. And we, as people of color, especially don't process our emotions readily and effectively because we're told we're not supposed to feel. We're supposed to stuff things down. We're not supposed to act like, you know, these banshees and, you know, going through and having an ugly, ugly cry or screaming and yelling, but that's mm-hmm. the way you process your emotions. That's the way you clear them out. And if you halt that, they get trapped in your body. And when they get trapped in your body, they can cause all kinds of ills, disease even. And you can be a magnet for those same bovine emotions over and over and over again. So what the emotion code does is I'm able to connect in with your subconscious it's not invasive. It's very light. And subconscious is like a computer and it knows everything. It's cataloged it all. So I'm able to find these trapped emotions, release them. And usually people just feel much lighter and brighter. Sometimes they get in the feels a little bit, but it only lasts a couple of days. And then we can just continue to release all this baggage to help them get to where they want to be, to help them be that next level up to help them, you know, get to their, their higher self. You know, that's how, what we all want at the end of the day. And this is a modality that helps us do that, that you don't have to relive the trauma. You don't have to go back down in the fields. If talk therapy isn't something that's for you, this is a modality that can definitely work. And that's true because of, you know, the reality of um, talk therapy or um, any, anything that really requires you to have to identify the thing that you want to release, you know, EMDR, like that sometimes can feel like I have to bring this back up and I don't want to go in that again. And I do think that that can halt people because they're like, I, I don't I don't want to go there again. I want to heal. But there is that resistance of I don't want to feel that again. I don't know what happens if I if I do. And so that actually, you know, makes me wonder, like, from your point of view, being that you know, for some black and brown people, healing it can feel almost insurmountable sometimes. And it's a it's not a small thing. But you know, in your opinion, what can healing um look and feel like from your viewpoint for the, you know, black and brown communities? So if we are open, if we open, if we just open ourselves up to it and try not to get stuck back into all of those mindsets that we used to have about how um, I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to, you know, not talk about these things. Um, I'm not supposed to get all into my emotions. If we can just get past that and try it, this, these, all of these different modalities can be so powerfully healing. And what I like about them is we're healing ourselves. It's not like someone else is doing it for us. And that's the most powerful is when we're doing it ourselves. Now, I do want to say, though, that with the emotion code, 
You don't want to give up your therapy if you're already in therapy. This can just augment it. It can help accelerate it. So it's several things that work in complement with each other. But yeah, um, healing can, it can be different for everyone, but just trying it is the most important thing. So you mentioned something else that I think is really important. And thank you for bringing that up and that I don't think it is do this one thing and forsake all others. I think that healing really is a kind of community team effort thing in that it's not like I go and do this one thing and this is what heals me. I do think that it can be uh, best done with a collection of the things that feel best for you. So on top of the modalities that you operate in, are there any other things that you think could be beneficial to support communities and individuals that that look, live, and love the way that we do in facilitating our own healing? Yes. So um, I think if you can find practitioners that can help you with something like an emotion code, like human design, uh, someone who can uh, help you with your goals. And so like having one-on-one sessions with someone who is a practitioner of these different types of modalities who kind of combines them all together. So you might sit down and say, hey, these are the things that I want to accomplish. These are the goals that I'm looking toward. And then they can give you sort of your own personal prescription for how you get there using a variety of different modalities. So have finding someone who can help point you in the direction of things to try. I think that might be a good way to do it. I think that's great. And I think what you said is important, too. It's not they're not all separate. I think that's definitely a thing. I know in the beginning you mentioned um, like you tried crystals and things like that. Um, how did you find that uh, crystals or meditation or any of those types of things? How do you, how did you find that they worked for you? Because again, we are virtually erased from conversations around those types of of healing. They're they're very whitewashed and yeah. we're not let into that. So did you find that any of those things supported you along with um, again, you know, emotion to code and human design for you. Right. So meditation did not work for me. And I, and then through human design, I found out why. So, <laughs> ah, that, yeah. that's important. See, that's yeah. important because I think sometimes it's like, oh, it doesn't work. And it's like, no, this isn't best for me. And here's why. Exactly. But um, crystals actually, they didn't work at first for me. Now they work a little bit better for me. Um, what really works for me along that realm are essential oils. Um, what I find is they're able to raise my vibration very quickly. So that's one of my go-tos right now. My trifecta is uh, essential oils, the emotion code, and human design. And that's what's really working for me right now. And I can actually use the emotion code on my dog, too. I can use it on animals. I've done a lot of healing on animals lately. Hi. Essential oils is something that I found um, that helps me and it's something my kids really enjoy. And I find that for anyone that is maybe newer to some of these modalities that they're not as familiar with, I feel like essential oils can be um, a, a, a simple kind of segue in of like, okay, maybe maybe you're not woo yet, maybe you're woo light. And you feel like I'm not, I'm not there. I feel like that's an easy one because I, I do think that it's it's pretty widely understood that scent absolutely you know affects our mood and how we feel. Like if we don't like something, we can tell how our body is like, oh, what is that? And so I feel like scent is 
a universal understanding that it does impact how we think or how we feel or just our level of, you know, maybe relaxation. And so I feel like that's an easy way to begin to kind of open yourself up if this is something that you feel like maybe you haven't had um, access to, or again, you are kind of breaking down that barrier that you're told that you're not supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're easy, like you said, to try. It's a real uh, simple way to segue into starting to to try out the woo. I'd like that woo light. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that being said, I do think, especially for people that maybe grew up very religious and certain things were vilified, I think that as you begin to decide, you know, what your spirituality is, whatever that is, again, whether that's religion or not, um, that I think you're able to kind of connect that with how that does support wellness. And so I'm curious what you believe the connection is between spirituality and wellness, because I don't see it being connected for people that have never had it connected before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and they they don't see it that way either. So it's kind of helping them along with the connection. The spirituality piece of it um, sometimes scares people. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, it's, just, it's all this devil worship or, you know, what, whatever it is. They, they don't see it as something that's more about healing yourself. And that's what I see spirituality being, a way for you to harness uh, your own power to help heal your own mind and your own body and your own spirit. And the wellness piece of it are the different ways that you can do that. I agree. And I think often, like you said, people kind of can process it to be um, bigger or deeper and not always in a good way. And to me, some of the simplest ways that you can kind of talk about this or process it for yourself is that it's energy. We're, you know, it's, it's, it's the moving of energy. It's the feeling or, you know, internalizing or letting go or identifying or, you know, amplifying. And it doesn't have to be more or less than that. We know what it is, regardless of how we identify when it comes to being religious or not, or being spiritual or not. We know when we walk into a room, whether or not it feels off. We know if, you know, we're around somebody and we're like, hmm, I don't like you and I just might not know why or I really like you and I can't put my finger on any specific reason why but I just do or you know I I, I feel like I know the truth here even though what I know this truth to be is not what I'm being told we can tell when those things come up because you'll hear people say things like mm, I don't know if I like this or I don't know how I feel about this and they don't always understand that that in itself is you listening to your own internal compass talking to you and giving you cues of like, what was it in the movie goes, run, Molly, run. It's trying to tell you things. And we don't always listen. And I think a huge piece here is trying to reconnect to our own inner compass of like, you know more about and for yourself than what you think you do. Yes, absolutely. And it is all energy. And once we can get comfortable with that, uh, I think it just takes off from there. I agree 150%. So that being said, I would love to know with 
all of the things that we talked about. We talked about energy. We've talked about essential oils. We've talked about human design and emotion code and how it can be a part of us facilitating our own healing, especially for those of us that feel like we don't always have access to different types of healing. And so with all of the things that we've gone into, if there was one action that you would ask the listeners to go do, what would that be? I would say go start experimenting and find folks, practitioners that you want to try out. I'd say that you don't have to do this alone, which we often think we do, but there are so many people out there ready and willing to help you out. So um, for me, like, for example, <laughs> and there are ways that you can, you can segue into it very lightly as well. So an example is I have... Um, an HD and human design pathfinder that is a resource guide. So if you're not ready to get a reading, this guide, it's this written document that I've put together that can help you understand your unique human design a little bit better. Something you can go back to over and over and over again and see the different facets and aspects. So that's a way to go ahead and do the blue light for a minute, segue into it before you try something that's a little bit deeper. Absolutely. And that being said, I would love for you to share with everyone where they can find you, where they can connect with you and where they can learn more about you and what you do. Yes. So my website is intuitive-essentials with an S on the end.com. And you can find out a bit more about me and my services on Instagram as well. And that is intuitive underscore essentials. Amazing. Amazing. I highly recommend that you check out Cynthia, that you check out what she offers, but more than anything, again, this woman's energy, I'm telling you, I am telling you, <laughs> she's an amazing human and I highly recommend you checking her out and questioning what could be beneficial to you your own healing in this moment and moving forward. So for your time, your energy, and all your know-how, Cynthia, today, and going forward and everything I've learned from you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me here and allowing me to share. My pleasure. I loved being able to have this conversation because, again, way too often we don't talk about what the possibilities are for those of us that don't look like the often highly toted uh, middle of the road white women spiritual community and that there are a lot of modalities within it that actually can be of benefit to those of us that don't see ourselves represented within it, but that there are also people that are practitioners of it that represent us. And being able to have that diversity represented is important, not only of the different modalities, but again, knowing that there are people that represent us, that look, live, and love like us, that are actually able to support us in investigating whether or not this modality is going to be the thing that could support us. And so, I'm so glad that we got to just kind of go into some options that some people may not have been familiar with or maybe were nervous about. 
So I definitely hope that you are willing to explore more and see what feels good for you. And if this is something that maybe you just want a little extra support digging into it, this is the type of thing that we can support you with in the community. We all understand what it means to feel as though maybe we have not received the information that we need or that we are not witnessed fully or that we are not as represented. And we understand what it means to support others in finding that for themselves and being able to navigate the conversations to get us to where we need to be. We don't have to do this alone. So if you want to learn more about the community and join today, come on over to pauseontheplay.com forward slash community. You can join, you can be a part of the conversation and you can explore options as well as what healing could mean for you. And what does it look like to just be in a room of people that want to see you win. So as always for being here and taking in all of these conversations, for being willing to reconsider your normal and to be a part of dropping the veil as we are recreating boundaries to support and not separate. For all of your efforts and energy, I appreciate you. So as always, I love being here. I love you being here. And for all of it, I thank you. So until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?